0: From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, presented by our friends at VCR Now. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places, or you'll us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet. Show, I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. Although she doesn't sound good, she's the Duchess of Dork. She's Ashley Pickle. You got to rally.
1: I am rallying. It's better. It's a lot better today than it was yesterday. Well, you got to
0: rally because today you've got. WTF.
1: Yeah, that's why I haven't talked to anyone this morning. Uh, Saving
0: The second, uh, the second episode of WTF, coming up today at two. Yep, two, two o'clock. o'clock. Uh, wherever you're watching this, um, you can. You know, you can watch WTF coming up here in just a little bit. Um, Today is Thursday, July 21st, 2022. 126 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Bel Air Episcopal grad. uh, Maybe grad? I don't know if he graduated there. Bel Air Episcopal's own. Texas A&M's own. The Dallas Mavericks' own. Gross. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. DeAndre Jordan
1: oh yeah I guess I could have figured Turns that 34 out 34
0: today happy birthday to DeAndre Jordan episode 1419 on today's show folks we're going to talk a little bit about what the UIL said or really didn't say at the uh, THSEA coaching school and convention uh, and what it means for the future of Texas high school football going forward a couple of uh, a couple of noteworthy things that's worth talking about uh, we'll come up get onto that and then back half the show uh, Matt Stepp caught up with the head coach of those Abilene Eagles uh, coach Mike Fullen. Uh, to talk a little bit of uh, black and gold football out there in Abilene, we'll hear from Mike Fullen, uh, Our interview with him at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first fourth for the door,
1: pickle? We sure do. It was Nick Morton, just Chad, Tony Blaylock, and Aaron Arbuckle. Welcome in, fellas. Also step. Yeah, did you see Steps' flight got really super delayed back to Canada? Mm -mm. It was supposed to leave at five fifteen, and it didn't leave till nine. So he was, I think he was flying late up to the Great White North.
0: Man, and let me tell you, you know what gets old real quickly is airports. Yep, an airport. Being in an airport sucks the life out of you Mm -hmm. in in a quick way. Anyway, all right, pickle. We're back from San Antonio in the THSCA coaching school and convention, and. Obviously, there's a lot that goes on at the THSEA coaching school and convention. For example, Kendall Miller of Frisco Emerson was elected the new the THSCA president-elect. They always do a weird thing; it's hard for people to grab their head around. But like, basically, they do the president-elect, and the president-elect is basically like waiting in the wings for an entire year, mm-hmm. and then. He gets gaveled in. So, for example, uh, who became the president this time around? Uh, Lee Wigginton. Lee Wiginton and Allen became the president. Which,
1: jo- technically, he would have been inducted when he was still at Midlothian yes. Heritage. And then now he's yeah. at Allen.
0: Um, but John King's watch ended. Um at there, uh, but he was elected like two years ago, which is weird. So his watch ended. He, which really is pres- a great way
1: to do it, because then they get basically two years of work out of yeah. the guy before presu- <laughs> being on it.
0: I presume that John King just like threw his sport coat out the window on the way on the way back to Gregg County and was like back to ball. They're like back to ball, back to what I want to do. Um, but Lee Wiggins is the new president, and Kendall Miller of Frisco Emerson is the new president elect. I believe he is the first black coach to be the president elect of the THSCA which is pretty cool. Anyway, Kendall Miller, the new president, like so. There's a lot of business that goes on like that. A lot of content that we get. Obviously, we're going to be playing interviews, and you can find them on TexasFootball.com. Uh, but one of the things that also happens is, as we all start to think about football season, um, there's a couple of a couple of people that we are really interested in talking to. One of them. Came by the booth. We wanted to get him on, the, on an interview set. It just didn't line up. But Bill Theodore of the Texas Association of Sports Officials. Mm-hmm. Texas Association of Sports Officials uh, run through. They, they do a lot of seminars on what the rule changes are heading into the heading into the fall. There's a couple of noteworthy ones. One of them is that they are uh, is a, a rule against cut blocking mm-hmm. in the tackle box, which is bad news for teams that run like the slot T. Uh, that's going to be pretty challenging for them. But that is a rule that. If you didn't know, the UIL goes through. Uh, they use the NCAA rules uh, to run to run their their football. Uh, they do not use what is the National Federation of High Schools, which is if you go to Florida, if you go to Pennsylvania, if you go to a number of other places, uh, cut blocking has been banned for a long time um, at all level. I mean, you can't do it at the at the at the if you're cut blocking a safety like on a on a downfield block. Anyway within the tackle box you can no longer cut block, which is going to be a challenge for a number of a number of teams. Another thing is do you remember last year when um, when the pit quarterback I forget his name but the pit quarterback basically faked a slide and then was able to pick up like a touchdown on yeah. it. Yeah, it um, That that rule has been changed by the NCAA, and so that rule has now been changed by um, the UIL in the sense that you cannot fake a quarterback slide. I don't know if I saw it in high school last year, but you can't do it. That that one has been uh, run out of the paint. You can't do that. So those were kind of the 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 headliners as far as rule changes are concerned. But the other thing that happens that's particularly noteworthy. Is the UIL has a press conference? Yep. Now, if we have a question for the UIL, We're they're welcome. pretty responsive. Mm-hmm. They're available if you have questions, like throughout the year, like if in three weeks I have a question about some sort of rule, mm-hmm. I can email our friends at the UIL and Dr. Jamie Harrison and the communication staff will get back to us and let us know. So it's not like they're unavailable. But it is kind of strange that for an organization as wide-ranging and as kind of omnipotent in a lot of ways as the UIL, they don't do press conferences. No. They do essentially one a year. Um, they don't really do one at state football. They don't really do one here, there. You know, they're available for interviews, mm-hmm. but they don't really do sit-down or rather standard press conferences. But they do do one. And that is at THSEA Coaching School and Convention. And it was held Sunday morning. Uh, they had a press conference, our own Matt Step and I believe Greg Powers went to it. Were there any other of our nerds there?
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of them went. of them? Okay. Yeah, I know Ish was there, and I think Craven was there okay.
0: too. Okay. Uh, and it's an opportunity to ask the muckety-mucks there at the uh, at the UIL, specifically Executive Director Dr. Charles Brightup, Deputy Executive Director uh, Dr. Jamie Harrison, and Athletic Director Dr. Susan Elza, WTF zone. and... Some questions. The overall headline of the UIL press conference was not much. Uh, Not a whole lot was brought up. There have been times where they've dropped some bombshells. Mm -hmm. For example, that's where they, uh, a few years ago, where they kind of said that they were giving the... Uh, the one-time exemption for Bally Sports Southwest to do their fo- was has become Texas football days. Mm-hmm. Um, that has also been... Where Isn't
1: that where the streaming news during COVID came streaming out? Streaming
0: news came out during COVID, things like that. But this particular one, there wasn't really a huge headline. If you're talking about what did come out of there, there's a couple of things that are worth worth noting. One of them is that the streaming rule, the web streaming rule has become official and permanent that is not going anywhere that is going to be something that you can you can live web stream games uh going forward on friday nights Mm -hmm. that was something that came out during the pandemic and that they've kept around and that is now permanent they they announced that i don't know if they've said that publicly but they've that was something we assumed was going to be the case but it is now permanent you can now web stream games on friday night um i think that's good I also have a, a dog in the hunt because we own Texan Live. So I think that's good. But I also think that when you talk with coaches, they wanted that to happen anyway. They liked that kind of coverage and oh, they yeah. liked being able to, to have the game broadcast. And so I think it's good for the sport. Everyone said that tends before. to be
1: in favor of out-of-state grandma being able to watch their kids. Play, yeah, generally, you
0: know, spe- like- <laughs> generally speaking. And I think that overall you've seen that there hasn't necessarily been that. The, the concern about is this going to hurt the gate has been pretty unfounded mm-hmm. and so the 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 live streaming rule is now permanent that's one thing another thing that they came out with was that they did say that um they had they had technically not announced kind of weird they hadn't announced where the state championships were going to be the state right. championships for 2022 will be at AT&T Stadium in Arlington mm-hmm. um Dr. Jamie Harrison and and um he he admitted to, at the press conference, he says, you know, I do not have the contract in front of me. Mm-hmm. He goes, I know that it is in 2022 that it'll be at, at, at AT&T. I, he said, he said, and I believe him, I don't know how long the contract runs offhand. I can look it up, but I don't know how long the contract runs. Here is my, my this is, that, that is the fact. Here, let's now move into the Greg Tepper opinion zone. In talking with folks around the UIL, they like it at AT&T Stadium they're comfortable there and while they want to continue to for there to be opportunities for Houston and San Antonio most notably to bid on it I know that it would take something some pretty overwhelming bid from them for them to move it um in the next couple of years. Oh, right. That's kind of how I feel well, and, how, and in we, my vibe my read of the tea leaves.
1: I was going to say like you want to talk about at least number facts like we've done the math on looking at all of the teams that have made it since it's been there and legitimately that's the most centralized location at least for this these, yeah, like the years that it has been played there. So there are there are some number of facts of like it really it doesn't seem like it because you look at a state map. But the teams that have been qualifying, it really has been one of the yeah. most centralized locations that it could have been in, possibly. Right. <laughs> I,
0: I think that I think that's right. So so the 2022 state championship games will be at at and Stadium in Arlington. We suspected that. We now have confirmation of that. The other headline that came out that got some people talking was I believe it was step because he's a fire starter. Um, he asked the question about Class 7a. It's been rumored for a couple of years now. When is the UIL going to launch a Class 7a? And what is it going to look like? When does it look like? Um, and so that, that, um, that question was fielded to uh, Dr. Jamie Harrison, who is really their realignment wonk. He's the guy who does a lot of the nitty-gritty, and he gets into it. And I've had a lot of very fun, weird conversations with him about what realignment looks like and how to do it better. In any case... The response to that was that the UIL said they're going to look at a Class 7A in 2024 for the next realignment. They're going to look at it. Now they also they followed that up pretty quickly by saying the math doesn't make sense right now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to launch a Class 7A right now, and it probably won't. I don't want. I, I we've got the whole quote up on TexasFootball.com. If you want to go here, Dr. Harrison, we probably should have pulled it and played it on the show. That would be the thing. Not a Good internet show does but that's not us. Um but essentially what he signaled was that class 7A is unlikely in 2024. I think that that he didn't rule it out but he essentially said that the math is not there. Um we'll be looking at it's really a math problem. You uh you have to go too far to make a 7A work currently. Now the demographics and the populations are shifting in the state of texas in a pretty significant way But reading between the lines of what dr harrison said it seems unlikely that in 2024 we'll have class 7a Mm -hmm. 2026 maybe maybe that'll be four years from now you can do math um but it seems like right now they don't feel comfortable putting a 7A out there simply because th- there's just not enough schools of that size mm-hmm. and that it would be creating its own certain its own different kind of problems like what do you do with programs that are way out there that have no other 7A teams around them Two. and by no other 7A team, teams around them I mean within like 200 miles of them.
1: Right well, and the thing that we keep pounding on with this is the fact that this doesn't ju- like everyone thinks it just affects like class 6A you know like yeah. okay well clearly it's just going to affect like it doesn't. Class 3 and foray would be the ones that would take the biggest hit here almost, and which is wild to think about, but it really is a trickle down effect, and you know the UIL being encompassing of everyone it yeah. just doesn't make sense right now. So
0: essentially here's here's a quote and I'm picking this up from our friend Mike Foreman at the, at the Victoria at the Victoria um, Advocate. Um, Dr. Jamie Harrison of the UIL said it's really a math problem. Uh, he explained that there's 500 schools in 5A and 6A and 190 in class 4A. Quote you're going to need about 600 schools to make that work. We know we have 500. Where is that other 100 going to come from? When you look at the bottom of the current 5A down To pick up another 100, you're going to have to go pretty deep into the enrollment. You get into that 1,100, 1,200, 1,300 range. There just aren't that many schools. He did admit, though, uh, this is reading directly from Mike Foreman of the Victoria Advocate. Harrison admitted the state's growth makes adding Class 7A a good possibility for the future. Quote Texas is such a fast growing state. There are some school districts where it feels like they open a new high school every seven minutes. As those continue to be added to the roster of UIL schools, we get closer and closer to that 7A rank. So, that's where it's going. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think everybody's itching for it because I think everyone looks at kind of the discrepancy between the very top of of 6A and the very bottom of 6A which can be like 5,000 students yeah. and they say, we've got to find a way to do that. But essentially, that is that's where they're at. They're waiting for more schools to come online. And when more schools come online, then the necessity of a 7a will become more and more apparent. But for now, it just doesn't seem like that's, that's, ne- that's necessary or viable at the moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In two years, I think Dr. Harrison is kind of, kind of saying out loud, doesn't seem like it's going to be viable then either. 2026? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we're getting to that point. But I think as far as if you're looking for a timeline of when Class 7A is going to come online in Texas high school football, 2026 would probably be the earliest realistic, barring some sort of major demographic shift or something unforeseen.
1: It's going to take suburb areas around the DFW and around Houston to make this work. I feel like Frisco is the prime example of this, in in my opinion. It's like they keep opening new schools. There are thousands of kids going to those schools. Like It's going to take those suburbs really blowing up to to make this work as easily
0: as possible. So that's what you got to think about. It's it's a holistic approach there for the UIL. I, for one, I agree with you. I think that it's like, wow, you've got schools with 5,000 kids playing kids with 2,200 kids. How does that make sense? I agree with you. There is a problem there, but at the same time, you can't create different problems for different schools and say, this is better. You have to weigh everything, so... That's the update from the UIL. Again, it was a relatively in a, it was a relatively um, news n- not very newsworthy press conference. Yep. Uh, I even Dr. Jamie Harrison came by our booth and I, I chatted with him. Uh, and he said he did say he was like it was kind of nice to just have a boring press conference that we weren't talking about COVID mitig- mitigation mm-hmm. strategies or are we going to be able to are we going to limit the number of fans in the stands and of that. Um, I imagine for them it was a relief to just kind of get back to normal football and fielding Matt Sepp's questions. But in any case, that's the news from the THSCA Coaching School and Convention and the annual UIL press conference. You can go and hear Dr. Jamie Harrison's full response on the Class 7A if you go to TexasFootball.com. We are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and crewton all across the Lone Star State. Pickle. Every high school athlete wants to play on the big stage. Every parent wants their child to be the best. But is making your target list of schools based on top 25 rankings really the best strategy? What about academics? What about location, coaching style, financial aid? There's so many different factors that should be considered when selecting a college program outside of just on-field performance. That's where our friends at Athletes to Athletes have put together a recruiting guide centered around providing a broader, more holistic perspective on what your college experience could be. Complete with checklists, do's and don'ts, key strategies, and much, much more, this 22-page guide covers everything you and your family should know as you walk through your college recruiting journey. And here's the fun part. For a limited time, Athletes to Athletes is offering this guide for free to our audience. All you gotta do, Let's go to athletes to athletes.com slash Dave Campbell today to download the free college recruiting guide. That's athletes, T O athletes.com slash Dave Campbell to get your free ultimate guide to understanding college recruiting. They lay it all out there. So go to text, go to athletes, com slash Dave Campbell, or scan that QR code to get your free college recruiting guide from our friends, athletes to athletes. Pickle, while we were at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention in San Antonio, uh, we did at least three interviews with coaches.
1: That is factually correct.
0: Uh, one of them, Matt Sepp caught up with the head eagle out there in Abilene, uh, of the uh, the black and gold Abilene Eagles, uh, the warbirds as they call them. Uh, it is uh, Coach Mike Fullen. Here's Matt Sepp's conversation with Abilene head coach Mike Fullen here on Texas Football Today.
2: Matt Step Dave Campbell's Texas football back here at the 90th Annual Texas High School Coaches Association and Convention. Here at the head coach of the Abilene Eagles, my wife's alma mater, Coach Mike <laughs> Fullen. Coach, I appreciate you uh, chatting with us this morning. Well, thanks for having me. It's
3: great my, to be my here. My wife
2: was wearing the shirt you gave me at 7-on-7 the other day, so she was she was representing up in Canada.
3: All right, man. There I you go. So got, a, got the brand in Canada. There
2: you go. World, worldwide branding for the uh-huh. Warbirds, right? Absolutely. Uh, first off, Coach, you know, the convention is rocking and rolling on day two. There's all kinds of amazing vendors and and. And stuff that the, the guys are—all all the technology—I can't keep up with it half the time. It's all, all this awesome stuff. But then, uh, the fellowship that you have with your fellow coaches, and, and getting to see guys you've coached with in the past—I mean, I don't want to date you, but there might be some guys you've coached that are now coaching uh, coaching football as well. So, getting to see those guys is pretty awesome. Uh, just talk about talk about how how important and special it is to be a part of Texas High School Coaches Association.
3: Well, I mean, it's the the greatest association, the biggest association of its kind in, in the nation, and uh, you know, to, to to serve as a board of director on it has been a blessing. This will be my my last year. I'm a senior director, so I'll be going off after this coaching school. And just from how much it's changed since my time on the board, and in in the in the explosion and the expansion of everything, it is just tremendous. You know, our, our our membership numbers have have gone up each and every year and you know we've we've worked out ways to to make it easier for for registration i heard registration and, went great i mean uh, i mean
2: the line was long yesterday which is awesome because yeah. the coaches are coming but i heard you guys were able to get through it really quick yeah awesome. it, it, it
3: was it was great and, and we always you know on the years that i've served we 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 come in on on wednesday morning and we kind of have a debriefing of, of the convention what we could do better what 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 can we expand on? And I think each and every year it's, it's just gotten better. And we've gone through some craziness, you know, in the last three to five years with the COVID and, and, and not having the convention and having to do it online. And, and uh, but you know, where it's at, the, the association in a great place, you know, and and, and it's really, we're, we're taking on more members. We're, we're having, more opportunities to to have services for all sports oh yeah you that's, know? A, that's a big thing
2: i noticed is and all I, the sports yeah and
3: i really think the the big deal is is the coaches and the presenters here they don't some so much want to want to to stand up and lecture they want to do the demonstrations and I think that's the biggest benefit that a lot of the coaches get is because you know so many coaches are visual yeah and when you go to a lecture you know you kind of but when you get out here and you see it raw and you see the demonstration I think that's the biggest thing and the biggest leap that the association has made at coaching school and what what's made this convention you know, so much bigger and better. It's
2: amazing, yeah. And and uh,
3: we, we, we turn
2: turn our attention now to the Abilene Eagles in, in the 2022 season. Um, first off, the offset I felt like you guys had a good offseason. I watched you guys in 7-on-7. Mm-hmm. Seven seven. You guys qualified for, for state there. And We know it's not real football. I mean, yeah. the big boys aren't involved, and the big right. boys are an important part of the game. But to get that experience for your skill guys has got to be uh, – uh, important And it felt like, to me, watching you guys, I feel like for the Abilene Eagles in 2022, one area that I think you guys are going to be really good in, I love your secondary. I think your secondary is going to be a really good secondary. Talk about those guys a little bit and how how important they are to your defense.
3: Well, you know, the, we, we've got a lot of experience back there. We've got guys that, have, that are three, you know, two of them are three-year starters. And, uh, and you know, some of them are are, are returning. And, and our whole defense is, is going to be experienced. And, you uh, our secondary is, is a huge part of the way that we play defense in because we have a unique way that we play the 3-4 and, and our safeties and outside backers are really interchangeable and, and we've got experience there. We've got experience at just about every position on defense and, uh, you know, so we're looking for those guys to really, uh, you know, help us out a lot. You know, uh, uh, Noah Hatcher, uh, Jason Henley, are are guys that step out, Kwame Collins, Kevion Williams. We have uh, Beckham Paul, who is who will also come over and serve some. It's a possible quarterback for us. Who's a unique athlete, uh, and, and as well as some of those guys that are in secondary are going to probably come over and help us some on the offensive side, just because of their their unique, their ath- athleticism that yeah. we don't normally get coming through Abilene High. Yeah, they're that, very that talented. We're going to take full advantage of it, and so. Uh, looking forward to what those guys can do
2: and i was i mean just from what i've talked to folks on the offensive side of the ball i feel like uh where you guys are looking for some young guys to maybe step up and mature and grow up might be up front on the offensive mm-hmm. line how how has that process gone with those young guys and how much have you seen them grow up this off season
3: it it's it's gone well you know we we've, we've had a good we've had a good uh summer strength and conditioning with with those guys and you know as a as as i've transitioned as as a head coach you know being on the defensive side for so long you know, I've kind of gravitated to to the offensive side, and not so much X's and O's. I, I you know, I, I, I get over there with the offensive line. I, we we we've got our little our little club, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I, I I make it a big deal to make a big deal about those guys and our D line. And I've seen you know those guys really come together. Uh, we 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 switch some things around, what you do, you know, and that's that's really what what we do. To utilize spring ball is is to find your offensive and defensive linemen because you know your skill guys are normally involved in other sports and we try not to, to affect track and baseball. And so we're primarily looking in spring ball for offensive defensive line because you're because your skill guys. I mean, you know, if they're playing baseball, or running track, or, or or soccer or whatever, then they probably can throw and catch a football. Yeah. But yeah. you got to find your you got to find your 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 grinders down in the trenches, and, and that's what we utilize spring ball for. And we and we think we we found a good uh, group to put together.
2: All right, now realignment uh, in February came and went, and, and and to the uneducated observer, they may say, "Oh, Abilene High drops down to Class 5A. It's going to be a breeze for those guys." And I, I would say you would and you would probably agree with mm-hmm. me. Uh, no breezes in District 2 5A Division One. Mm-hmm. That is a really good district, top to bottom. I think Tepper and I said, that I said, one through seven, I'm not sure there's a better district in the state of Texas, and I feel like there's going to be two or three really good football teams that don't make the playoffs because of the depth in your district. It's, it's going to be a grind every single week. Oh, isn't yeah.
3: It? You know, people ask me, you know, what what's going to be the difference? I said, there's not really going to be any difference other than the classification that we went down from from the district that we've been in, you know, being with the Midland and Odessa's and the Central's and Friendships. I mean, it was week in, week out. You, you know, you had to play good ball because there was good ball being played, and and everybody was well coached. And you know, we all we've really done is turn our ne- needle a little bit northwest and, and and headed up to the to the Amarillas. And we've played all those schools before yeah. in non districts, so we fu- we're fully aware of the competition. And, and what I'm excited about is is coming out of of district 26A. You know, where football is important to the community and, and football is, is coached and, and there's a passion for it. There's that same passion and commitment to football in the district that we're going in. So, so I'm excited about it. I know it's gonna be it's gonna be about a battle week in and week out, and you've got to be ready to play good football every week
2: final question for you coach um, Abilene ISD is making some uh, there's some facility upgrades that, mm-hmm. that are coming down the pike um, you, you got turf on your fields now on yeah. campus which I know is huge, huge. A lot, just from missed practice time and being able to get out, get out on the field and practice um, There's stadium upgrades are coming at Shotwell Stadium and some other awesome facility upgrades that are coming on campus for you guys and Cooper how how excited are you to see the commitment from Abilene ISD administration and the community of Abilene to being successful in athletics and giving you guys the tools that you need to continue to stay competitive
3: well it, it's, it's huge, you know, to, to, to do that. I've been a part of AISD for 25 years, you know, and, and I've seen, you know, the, the expansion and the growth, and it's really come on recently with, with the turf fields on, on both campuses. And then uh, we're gonna start build on indoor facilities on both campuses in September. And fired up about that and and it's not and everybody wants to tie it to football Exactly. I'm I was telling, just going to say tell, that i to tell them I, you, you don't understand we we will will use it but we will use it less the the other sports your sports from January to May will utilize it more than anybody oh, yeah. else because of the uniqueness of our of our area and the seasons you know I mean it's 85 one day and then the next day it's 32 and blowing sleet sideways those other sports—that's why it's a multi-sport, oh yeah, facility—and uh, so we're excited about that. And of course, as soon as the season uh, ends this year, you know, with the first round of the playoffs, where you know, hopefully, you've got a home, You're hoping to host a yeah. game, yeah. But after that, they're gonna they're gonna immediately start to work on the on Shotwell. and uh, that that's uh, I've said it before; it it's gonna be epic. With the change, and it's already a
2: wonderful stadium. It's one of my favorites in the state of Texas. Yeah. And you get that awesome, brand new press box in there. It's going to be a special place. Just looking
3: at at the at the at the rollouts of it and going through some turn pages on on what they're going to be doing. It, it, it's going to be it's going to be really nice, and it's going, it's going to really you know help our community and draw some people that that you know have, have maybe gone bypass this before. That it's going to definitely be an upgrade and just add to the mystique of of Shotwell you know and it was time for a, for a facelift you know
2: well, i you, you. mentioned the indoor. Aside from the other sports that can use it, I mean, the band can get in oh, there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. ROTC can get in absolutely. there. I mean, it's 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 a it's a multi-purpose complex, not just for athletics. I think it's going to benefit uh, all the students at Abilene High and, and Cooper High as well. Yeah. I think it's a great great thing for the community.
3: Extremely fired up about that, and and you know just just what what we're doing and the commitment that that our that our board and our administration is making. And and as you well know, you know if you want to have good programs and we, and we've had a steady you know for years of, of having a, of good programs athletically and that starts at the top and having good alignment. With, with your board and with your administration, and uh, we've been blessed to have that in Abilene.
2: Well, Coach, I know you're very busy. We appreciate you taking a few minutes to uh, come through and chat with us. Uh, good luck in 2022 with the Abilene Eagles, and uh, we appreciate what you do for student-athletes in the state of Texas. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: There he is, Mike Fullen, head coach of the Abilene Eagles, talking with Matt Step at the THSEA Coaching School and Convention in San Antonio. We sure appreciate his time. Reminder, we are consistently uploading Uh, interviews from THSCA on our YouTube channel. um, And we'll be posting them on textfootball.com. So go check out who we talk to. Got a bunch of them up already. We do. Let's go to Ashley Pickle from America's Second Favorite Segment. Final thoughts?
1: A couple things. We talked a lot about 7A. Uh, Step in the Facebook comments put out a link to an article that he had written a while back of what it would look like, Mm -hmm. what schools would be included in 7A. So if that kind of sparked your interest of what that could look like, his is based on a 16- Mm-hmm. Size team classification rather than a 32. So there's that. Um, on, or, er- region i guess not Mm -hmm. not team um another thing is a lot of people are asking when magazine should be out on shelf or if you will remember we did come across supply chain issues but they are being printed now the ones that will all be in the retail stores yeah i think say you went yesterday but they'll be in stores on like august
0: yeah it's gonna be early august um before they're gonna be out on shelves but if you go to texas slash subscribe we can mail you one right now we still have a limited number here in our office from the original print run we did um I'm not happy about it, but if you go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe, you can get it. Oh, uh, it's also for subscribers. We've also got the uh, the, the uh, digital version of of it, so you can go. You don't even have. To, if you can subscribe today, and you can just go access the digital version at texasfootball. slash archive, um, and you can watch that there. And then also, I don't know if you saw this email we got. Um, we've got uh, if you go to the the team pages, mm-hmm. the individual team page previews. Uh, are, are updated on the team pages. So if you become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at texasfootball.com slash subscribe, you can basically read everything that's in the magazine right now. We'll also put a put a print magazine in the mail for you. Then. But as far as on-shelves is concerned, we're still looking at early August, which stinks, and I hate it, and I think it's dumb. So thumbs down.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, women Talking Football at 2. WTF That's coming it. up here at 2. That's so make yeah. sure
0: you watch that. Those are all my thoughts. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Mike Fullen of Abilene for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.